Yes, yes, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Billsology. I am your host, A. Rich, Akeem Richens, and you should know the saying by now. If you don't know me, please get to know me. This is indeed the Built in Buffalo Network. And today, I have a very, very special guest. I got my boy in the building, Anthony, a.k.a the sauce god himself anthony how you doing bro what's going on akeem i'm i'm blessed to be here brother i'm excited to talk buffalo bills football and i'll tell you what man built in buffalo has got it going on if you guys haven't done so already man like and share what's going on it's my debut i'm excited blessed to be here with akeem man i can't wait to talk bills with you brother i really can't. Uh, most, yeah most definitely man most definitely and this is an exciting time to talk about our buffalo bills Buffalo has now become uh, a free agent destination for impact players around the NFL. Buffalo has now become uh, a, a prime time TV thing for uh, sports fans around the world. So this is a, a great time to be a, a Buffalo Bills sports fan. And before I get started, if you're watching on YouTube, uh, please, if you haven't subscribed, please subscribe. Please like, even if you dislike, it's okay. At least I know that you are being proactive in, in watching us and watching Billsology. If you're watching on Twitter, please give this a like. Please give this a retweet. Last but not least, if you're watching our pretty faces on Facebook, please give this a like. Please give this a share. This is indeed uh, the Built in Buffalo Network. I want to shout out some people before I get started, as I always do. We got Spin in the building. Spin, what's going on? Uh, how you doing, Spin? Jason, I got Vlad in the building. I got the Bills Mafia in the building. I got uh, my boy Sam. Sam Mazza, what's going on, bro? How you doing? Lone Wolf is always in the building, and we greatly, greatly appreciate it. And uh, I'm going to get started, right? We're going to get started in talking our, about our Buffalo Bills. Uh, last week, Billsology, it was, it was a lot of signings for the Buffalo Bills, right? Bring, uh, Brandon Bean gave us this press conference talking about don't expect – uh, a lot of a, a, a lot of traction in free agency, and then all of a sudden you have uh, Ryan Saffold and Von Miller and Tim Settle and Daquan Jones and Jordan Phillips and Shaq Lawson, and the list continued. Right then, Brandon Bean came with another press conference talking about it's probably time to start looking for looking towards the NFL draft. And a couple of days later, what does he do? He signs. He signs this man right here that we got to talk about. Jamison Crowder. Mm. Jamison Crowder, former New York Jets, was signed earlier in the week by the Buffalo Bills, signed a one-year contract worth up to $4 million uh, with $2 million of incentives. And that's what I love about Brandon Bean. Brandon Bean always gives and constructs his contracts where it's affordable for the bills and he add incentives for the player. And of course, being a player, being a competitor, you're going to feel that you can reach those incentives. So you're going to take the deal, especially when you go from Sam Donald and Mike White and, and Zach Wilson to Josh Allen, right? So uh, Jameson Crowder is guaranteed right now $2 million with up to a uh, $2 million in, in incentives, right? essentially replacing Cole Beasley. And what I found fa fascinating about this, he spoke about it in his, in his press conference when he was introduced to the Buffalo Bills, Cole Beasley and Jamison Crowder have been in the same division throughout Jamison Crowder's career, 
Jameson Crowder was with the Washington Redskins, Washington football team, commanders, whatever you want to call them. And Cole Beasley was with the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, Cole Beasley re reloaded, relocated to Buffalo. Jameson Crowder went to the New York Jets. So they shared the same division. And hence, they was able or Crowder was able to follow Cole Beasley's career because of that. But now, uh, Jameson Crowder is a Buffalo Bill. And Anthony, I'm going to get right to this question. I'm, I'm interested to hear. I'm excited to hear your synopsis, hear your thoughts. Uh, I, I, will, I would like for you to tell us, what do you see in Jamison Crowder's game that differentiates from Cole Beasley, and how can he help our Buffalo Bills? Well, let me tell you. So they might be similar in size, and they might have the similarity in that they both are, were very underutilized in offenses before they came to the Buffalo Bills. Hence, Cole Beasley sitting behind Des Bryant and Jason mm -hmm. Witten, as well as the running backs that they had, DeMarco Murray, to start way back then. And so you wonder how that's going to pan out for a guy that's had who throwing to him over the years in Washington, like you said, with three different team names, whatever. And, mm -hmm. and then you, you want to talk about he's on the Jets. Okay, well, who's throwing to him over there? What's his offensive scheme? So what I look yep. at Jamison Crowder, I see a player that was underutilized, but he's similar in size. But here's the biggest difference between the two of them. Mm. Cole Beasley is quicker. Jamison Crowder is faster. Jamison Crowder mm -hmm. runs an open field more similar to a running back. And I mean, in a sense, has a little bit of a similar size height-wise and maybe skill-wise as Devin Singletary. So he I kind like of it. adds not just a receiver. And people have to understand, too, that I think Isaiah McKenzie is intended to become the slot receiver uh, to replace Cole Beasley. But where does Jamison Crowder fit in? Well, of course, you don't expect him to get too many reps or too many targets, but I think mm -hmm. he can make a difference in the game that he could be utilized in a sense of running the football. Um, mm. Getting him out in the screen game, too, is something else. I watched his tape earlier, and I just – I say even the play against the Buffalo Bills that he broke off. Mm. You see the skills there. He needs to stay healthy, obviously, and the consistency is – Um, you wonder if that's, like I said, due to coaching and who's mm. throwing him the football versus if it's a problem with him. And I honestly think that when you play with Josh Allen, we're about to see him play better, honestly. And I think yep. he's going to thrive um, with the role he's going to have with this Buffalo Bills offense. And I and I like it, man. You said playing with Josh Allen. What has Josh Allen done for, for receivers since he's come to the Buffalo Bills in the NFL? John Brown has had a career year. Yes, John Brown helped with the development of Josh Allen, but it goes both ways. John Brown had a career year. Cole Beasley comes over to the Buffalo Bills. He was second team All-Pro last year. And last but not least, we all knew Stephon Diggs was uh, a very good receiver with the Minnesota Vikings, but he was a tad underrated with, with the Vikings. He was looked at, Adam Thielen, uh, in my opinion, to the Vikings organization, was looked at as the better wide receiver than Stephon Diggs. And I don't know sure. what they sure. were smoking. I don't know what they were smoking or what they were seeing, but what happens when he comes over to the Buffalo Bills? 125 receptions, 1,535 yards, eight touchdowns. So He showed the um, world what he is, and that's a dog. That yes, a dog. Uh, Bonafide dog, bonafide dog. And what has we need to extend him too, by the way. Just saying. Say it again. We need to extend him ASAP. 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 And I'm I'm going to I'm interested to see what that contract will look like in terms of an extension when you have Tyreek Hill being extended with his massive contract and Devontae Adams being extended with his massive Even contract. Even the money a guy like Christian Kirk got too. Yes, yes, especially and Christian Kirk doesn't have nearly the production as a Stefan Diggs. <laughs> so it's Not definitely close, going to be no. definitely going to be interesting to see. But in terms of Jamison Crowder, 
Jameson Crowder, career, 409 receptions, 4,607 yards, uh, 28 touchdowns. He has punt return and kick return experience. Last season for the New York Jets, when it was a merry-go-round at quarterback in 12 games, four starts, he had 51 receptions, 447 yards, and two touchdowns. And uh, in my opinion, he brings... Uh, he brings a, a a different type of physicality to the Bills' offense. I think Cole Beasley showed his heart and grit in terms of the Buffalo Bills being on display, playing with a broken fibula and things of that nature. But Crowder is more physical at the point of attack. He's a capable run blocker. Uh, he's solid, but he's not a great route runner. But he's good enough to get the job done, especially uh, with Josh Allen, that quarterback. And most importantly, it's about the yak yardage. Uh, we, I, I think Jameson Crowder is a, a dynamic player that can get yards after the catch. And you spoke about something very interesting in terms of Jameson Crowder and what he did against the Buffalo Bills. And I just I just want to show how dynamic of a player and what he could actually do uh, with the uh, with the Bills in uniform. Third down and seven. Quick pass to Crowder trying to get him out in space. Slips a tackle, and there he goes. Crowder breaks free. It's a foot race, and Crowder is in there. And somehow the Jets are still in this ball game. Very, very impressive thing. I know a lot of people was probably going to rag on Edmonds. I'm sorry I had to show it, but it was a very impressive thing to for a 5'8", 180-pound guy to slip a tackle from a 6'5", 250-pound guy. That shows his demeanor and his willingness not to go down. And I think that is something that the Buffalo Bills offense can definitely take advantage of. So 100%. 100%, right? 100%. Um, uh, I want to get some thoughts in the comments. I want to get some thoughts in the comments about, about Jamison Crowder. Uh, while I'm getting those thoughts in the comments... Uh, I want to get Source God's. Uh, I want to get your opinion on Jamison Crowder signing. Grade uh, the Jamison Crowder signing. A, B, C, F, B plus, C minus. What is what is what is your grade on the signing, and why do you feel that uh, your grade is is justified? Well, I gotta say a B minus. Um, and I thought about this for a while, and it's B minus because okay, there's there's a lot of upside with him. It's a cheap deal. It's a one-year deal. You don't commit yourself to anything. Should he not even make the team, you know, by the start of the season for some – you never know who we draft in the, in the uh, coming up. Um, you just have no idea. So mm -hmm. I think, though, at $4 million, I mean, in $2 million, I believe, only guaranteed you said, in $2 mm -hmm. millions in incentives, that's mm -hmm. a steal right there for what he can bring to this offense like you and I were talking about. I think mm – -hmm. It doesn't hurt, especially after we're going to lose, you know, Emmanuel Sanders, obviously, and Cole Beasley. So these are things that are are ways that we're going to make sure that we don't deplete at all as an offense and that we keep that consistency and that air raid going. And I think that he's going to bring a different dynamic to this offense. Nice. I like it. I like it. Let me get some let me get some thoughts uh, in the in the comment section. What's going on, Kim? How you doing? How you doing, Kim? Uh Carl Van says, what up, Ant? What's going on? What up, Carl? Nice, 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 man. Louie, Louie, Crowder is stronger, better blocking, a little more speed and strength than Cole, and I'm assuming than Cole Beasley, right? And the, no disrespect to Jameson Crowder, I don't think that 
Jamison Crowder is an overall better receiver than Cole Beasley, but I do think he brings a different dynamic, a different dimension to the offense that is necessary for the Buffalo Bills offense right now. Uh, Lone Wolf, I think Crowder would get more targets, more targets, receptions than McKenzie. He has more experience and production by far in his career. Now, Sauce God, you was talking about that. Do you think, do you think McKenzie is indeed the starting slot or do you think Jamison Crowder is? Do you think they would share the, share it 50-50? How do you see that going? Well, we'll see because Jamison Crowder getting a chance to play with Josh Allen is going to be very different. I mean, in some cases, I wonder just how good of a player Isaiah McKenzie would be on the offensive side of the football field without a player like Josh Allen throwing to him. Of course, Isaiah McKenzie has dangerous speed, and he's been important to this offense as well as this team, sure, but it's a tough it's tough to say. I mean, I honestly think Jamison Crowder will definitely compete with him, but I think mm -hmm. that Isaiah McKenzie has, has definitely shown at this point that, that 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 spot belongs to him for the time being, unless somebody takes it. But hey, I like competition. I like competition. So I think that's a good thing for this football team. And it's in terms of a grade for the Jamison Crowder signing, in my opinion, I'm gonna go ahead and give it a solid B. Uh, I really like the signing of Jamison Crowder. I do think he has some upside. Uh, I do think he was he was uh, he wasn't uh, as productive of a player that he should have been because of the quarterback play with the New York Jets. Uh, Zach Wilson being a rookie, uh, Mike White, Joe Flacco being way, way past his prime. And he was battling some injuries. And because of the combination with his injuries, along with bad quarterback play, the Buffalo Bills was fortunate enough to get him for this $2 million steal. So he could indeed, at only 28 years old, he could be playing for another uh, uh, contract. And he could be playing on a prove-it deal himself. So uh, this is a, a, a solid signing, in my opinion, for the Buffalo Bills. I agree with that. I like it. I like it. And you know what? I I, I want to get, I want to do something special for you because we do have the sauce God in the building, ladies and gentlemen. My boy Anthony's in the building. Oh Debut boy, show on, on Billsology, the sauce God himself. So I have a chicken wing sauce grading system in terms of the importance of draft needs at a particular position for the Buffalo Bills from least to most importance. And this chicken wing sauce grading system, we're going to start with Jamison Crowder and the wide receiver position, right? Because that's what we was just talking about. We're going to go mild to for, that's least importance to, to fire, which is most important. We have mild, we have medium, we have hot, and we have fire. Okay. How important of a draft need is the wide receiver position for the Buffalo Bills? Mild, medium, hot, fire. First off, I love the way that we're doing this. You know what I mean? Paying homage yes. to the sauce, of course. You know, of course. Much. Of it's course. a good thing I'm not asking, by the way, if we're talking Duff's hot sauce system, because that's a way <laughs> different spectrum of heat. And so we're not going to go there. But let me tell yes, you, this. I think receiver right now for me is 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 probably medium because Ooh. of the loss of Cole Beasley. Um, and you know, obviously, there's there's obviously question marks about Stefan Diggs hit an extension in the future and what would happen with him. So yeah, we still have Gabe Davis under contract on under contract. We have Jake Camaro or whatever, but I still think it is a position that we can find middle of the draft. I don't anticipate going first or second round on a receiver, but mm -hmm. I do see it as something that we do have to uh, definitely acquire in the draft this year. So I say that's a medium level of P 
I, I like it. I like it. And yeah. I'm going to go ahead and I'm going I'm to take it up a notch, right? Mild, medium, hot fire. I'm going to go ahead and say it's hot. I'm going to say right now the sauce at the wide receiver position is hot. Uh, I think, first of all, the, the wide receiver position this year is in the draft is, 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 is deep. I think a wide mm -hmm. receiver can be found within the first four rounds of the draft, a quality wide receiver. I don't think the Bills are going to go wide receiver uh, round one. I'm not sure with round two. But round three, round four, them that day two pick, I think it's mm -hmm. important for the Buffalo Bills to address the position. Why? Um, we talked about Diggs' contract. We don't know what he may com command. He he deserves Christian Kirk money. He deserves Devontae Adams and Tyreek Hill money. If we're if we're basing it on production, and if those guys got those um those numbers, uh, why not Stephon Diggs? Right. So that's going to be mean, interesting. Yeah. Uh, that's so that's going to be interesting to see how Brandon Bean uh try to construct that contract. Also, Gabriel Davis. Gabriel Davis is going into his third year. He's a second round pick, so he has two more years left in that deal. Two years fourth round, around, fourth round pick. Sorry, mm -hmm. fourth round pick. So he has two years left. He doesn't have that 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 fifth year option that a first round pick has. And I really think that Gabriel Davis is going to break out this year, and he's going to be commanding some dollars by the time free agency hits. So we don't know what Gabe Davis number and his cap number was going to be, even though the overall salary cap should go up. So that should be interesting. And McKenzie is, is a slot guy that we have for the next two years. And we hoping that he can be that consistent slot guy. We are hoping that he could be a viable replacement for Cole Beasley. Do I think he can do it? Yes. Mm -hmm. I think he could do it. But at the end of the day, the reality is uh, it remains to be seen. And last but not least, Jameson Crowder is only on a one-year deal. So uh, there's a lot of, 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 of things that we have to consider in terms of the future of the Buffalo Bills. So in my opinion, the organization should be proactive and get them a, a, a high upside, high ceiling wide receiver within the first four rounds of the draft where they can groom and develop so he can step in and compete for for impact playing time when that time is is necessary. Fair enough. Nice, nice. Let me get some um let me get some comments in here. We got Gage. Gage says, "Oh, our receivers our receivers are hot." Oh boy, 12 Gauge right there. Shout out 12, 12 Gauge. Hey, shout out Gage, man. Shout out Gage. We got we got my boy Kenny. Kenny says mild, but I love to get Bell from Purdue or Jones from Tennessee in rounds 3 and 4. Velis Jones is going to be is an interesting prospect, right? He's shown mm -hmm. a lot of athletic uh, ability. I think the thing about Velas Jones is he's about 25. He's already an old receiver. So how much upside does he have? But interesting name to say the least. Um, spin, spin is in, spin is on, on Cole Beasley. Spin says people don't understand that there is more to yak than the players themselves. The types of routes run have a huge impact on yak. Doesn't matter about the player's skill level. And we're, you're, you're absolutely right, Spin. And we're going to see the difference between uh, a, a Ken Dorsey offense and a Brian Dable offense. We're going to see what Ken Dorsey in terms of his philosophy, what he implements and what he keeps in terms of a Brian Dable offense. Uh, one more comment before I move on. Mr. Diggs, I hope Stefan gets an eight year, <laughs> an eight year extension. He's or he's 28 turning 29 this year. We'll see. Uh, I was always saying Josh was going to get eight, uh, eight to 10 years. Uh, Diggs get at least a five year extension. At twenty nine years old, it's possible. He could. It's possible. I definitely think four four years is a realistic 
uh, extension for for Stephon Diggs. Um, anything else on this con on this topic before we move on, Sauce God? Well, I do actually have a question for you. So if you think that in the first three, four rounds that we definitely need to get a receiver, let me ask you this. What type of receiver are we looking at? Are we looking at somebody for, with speed, size, or what are you thinking? I'm curious. Uh, man, that's an excellent question. I, I'm thinking uh, I'm thinking about a, a versatile receiver, man. I'm, I'm, I'm greedy. I, w- I would like the, the complete package, right? But mm-hmm. Um, right now I'm thinking about right now I'm thinking about a, a outside receiver, a guy that can that can win on the outside, yeah. that could beat press man, that could beat press ran, uh, man coverage, that could run Chris routes. Uh, I think we need an outside receiver because right now how the Buffalo Bills are constructed, uh, Stefan Diggs could play the slot. Gabriel Davis could play the slot. Jameson Crowder and McKenzie can play the slot. If you need me to, I could probably play the slot too. <laughs> Just saying. Exactly. exactly you call man. me so- Tony Totap too as well, just so we know. I love it. I love it. So that's why if I had to choose, I'm thinking of a of a wide receiver that can that can stretch the field vertically and also mm-hmm. beat press coverage. So that's what I'm looking for in my receiver for the Buffalo Bills. Excellent Fair question. Enough. Answer like your that. own question. So it's God. Answer your own question. Ed. Well, I definitely want somebody that can can catch the football in traffic. I mean, mm. it's just Josh Allen has to sometimes put plays in tight windows, and we need guys that can hang on to the football. And as much as I love Dawson Knox, that is one of the knocks, <laughs> no pun intended, that I actually have on him, is that you know he drops footballs a little too much. And and the way, see, I played, I played a little bit of football myself. So when I played nice. as a receiver, they taught me you're going to get hit regardless. You might as well catch the ball. Catch the football. I want yeah. a guy that's got that kind of mentality because. You know, that's what Cole Beasley brought to this. Uh, he brought to this offense. Uh, they called it third and Cole for a reason because he was mm-hmm. that reliable. He made catches and grabs for such a little guy. And that's, I mean, preferably you're going to get that in a bigger size person too. Yeah, most definitely, man. Cole Beasley. Um, so real quick, on a scale of one to 10, how much, how much will Cole Beasley be missed on a scale of one to 10 in, in your opinion? Because I think he was... Uh, a great uh, security blanket for Josh Allen, especially mm-hmm. in crucial points for this Buffalo Bills offense. Is he being overlooked or how much or, or, or lack of appreciation, so to speak? How much will Cole Beasley be missed? Scale of one to ten. I mean, by the fans, like, you know, as far as watching him play, I would say that's yeah, probably not a nine or a ten. But honestly, about being missing this offense, I'd probably say six. At first, it'll mm-hmm. be a little bit difficult. It'll be a, a different adjustment because of how instrumental he has been to Josh's young career so far. But mm-hmm. we have playmakers. We have the best, in my opinion, the best quarterback in the foot in, in the National Football League. And I'm yep. curious to see what Ken Doris is going to bring to this offense. And I think that Josh Allen's going to find a way to get it done with his guys. And we still have Stephon Diggs, Gabe Davis. I, I could go through the whole thing, but yeah, I'd say probably about a six right now. You know what? I like it. I like it. Six six is a respectable number. I don't know if my boy Spin disagrees or agrees with that number. I know he's big on Cole Beasley, but uh, we're going to see this year. Mr. Mister Diggs says eight. Mr. Diggs says Cole Beasley will definitely be missed. Sammy says sauce. What's going Sammy, on, Sammy? what's going on, brother? Yeah, he says shout out. Shout out to you, man. Shout out to sauce and what he represents for the fun in the fun in the Bills Mafia. Hashtag bolster up. Yeah, that's like my saying right there. That's to get fired up, get amped up. I love it. Love it. Nice, nice, man. Nice. Um, and we're gonna move on. We're gonna move on. Spoke about Jamison Crowder a little bit. Now I want to get into our other signing for the week. Let me see if I can find his picture here. We have 
See, I don't know what was on what JD McKissick was thinking when he turned down the Bills. When you when you turn down the Buffalo Bills, you turn down an opportunity to play with Josh Allen, you turn down the opportunity at chasing the Super Bowl to go back to the Washington Commanders, you must have a different type of loyalty. So I'm going to respect it, but the Buffalo Bills consolation prize was this young man right here. Duke Johnson was signed to a one-year, $1.2 million deal with the Buffalo Bills. Once again, J.D. McKissick fell through. Johnson was a consolation prize. So I'm going to pose this question. Uh, Anthony, I'm going to pose this question. Um, what is Duke Johnson capable of bringing to the Buffalo Bills offense? Well, I watched his tape again for the last few days because the one thing I do know about Duke Johnson is everywhere he has been, whether it was with Cleveland, whether it was with Houston, whether it's with Miami, he has been heavily underutilized everywhere he's gone. I mean, when he was in Cleveland, he got pushed out by Nick Chubb, who I think appears to be a much superior running back by most people's standards, and mm -hmm. Kareem Hunt. So mm -hmm. did he ever get a fair chance? I don't think so. So I'm curious to see what he's going to do behind – Right now, Singletary is still my running back one. But I think right. that Duke Johnson could definitely become the running back two by the start of the regular season mm. um, ahead of Zach Moss. We'll see about that. But I think what he does is he brings a physicality when he runs. Um, he's great in open field. And I think he kind of brings a little bit of what Devin Singletary does. But this time, it's more involved in the passing game. In fact, I was looking at some of his stats. I believe he had over 600 yards receiving. And um, one of the years he played, I believe, which is 2017 for a guy that's exactly still for a guy that's not heavily utilized. I mean, you look at his yards per carry in every season, he's around 4.5 to five. I mean, mm -hmm. that's to me, that's that's above average. So how many touches does, does a guy get is going to really determine to me how valuable he is. But I think let's see what he does, because he's he's more of a veteran. And I like I said, he heavily underutilized everywhere he has been but a chance to maybe find the correct role for him in this Buffalo Bills offense. So when you say heavily utilized everywhere he's been, is that something with him or is that just something with the organization that he goes to where they just feel that he's a certain type of player and they want to go a different direction or they may have the, uh, simply just a better running back ahead of him? Well, I, like I said, I, I really think it's a case of better running backs come into play. And I mean, if you look at like playing with playing with Houston, the yeah. everything that happened with Bill O'Brien and everything that happened with Deshaun, you know, I'm um, sorry, not Deshaun, DeAndre Hopkins being traded and David Johnson coming over, that basically mm -hmm. pushed him out too. It's mm -hmm. just did he ever get a real chance to be used? And that's what I'm curious about. And that's what he's mm -hmm. going to get a chance, I believe, to prove because unless we draft somebody as well who has high expectations then he's going to have a chance to beat out Zach Moss for that second running back spot and work with Devin Singletary on getting a percentage of the carries on this offense, as well as receptions too. So we'll see what he does. I really am curious to see how well he's going to do for us in the screen game as well. Something that we don't have too much of from the running back position. And that's mm. something else he does very well, maybe not as well as JD McKissick, which by the way, I'll never understand not wanting to come here for even the same money, but whatever. We right. got to go forward with what we got, and I think Duke Johnson is a, is a really solid replacement in um, in replacement of J.D. McKissick.
And you know what? I have to I have to agree 100% in terms of really solid replacement. Now, is he better than Jay-Z McKissick at, at the receiving position coming from the running back? I'm not sure, but I think he is, if he's not better, uh, in my opinion, he's he's just as good. And the numbers and the numbers speak for itself. So I think what he's capable of, capable of bringing to the Buffalo Bills offense is is versatility. Right. Mm -hmm. We're talking about in his career. He has three hundred and eleven receptions, uh, two thousand eight hundred seventy yards and twelve touchdowns. Then you combine that with two thousand two hundred sixty one rushing yards and another eleven touchdowns in his first three seasons. With the Cleveland Browns, he had 188 receptions in his first three seasons. That's 63 receptions per season about, and that's coming from the backfield, the running back position. And he had a thousand, over 1,000 yards from scrimmage in 2017. So the, the versatility is definitely there for Duke Johnson, and it's up to the team um, to utilize what you do best. It's up to the team to, to utilize your strengths and uh, mask your weaknesses and hopefully Ken Dorsey can utilize uh, Duke Johnson's strengths and what he does best, especially in terms of being a receiving threat out the backfield. And uh, I won't forget this play. This was when the Buffalo Bills was now starting, now coming up a big Duke, Duke Johnson play against the Buffalo Bills in the playoffs. Third and 18. Third and 18. Watson going to go underneath here. And Johnson is going to make the most of it and get right to that yellow line. Let's see. And that hurt. That hurt. That hurt watching that all, all over again. Glad but the that camera didn't show me there for a moment. <laughs> that, hurt. that really hurt. Yeah, it did. It did. It hurt me. That play hurt me that day. But that shows, that play right there shows what Duke Johnson is capable of. Big play, big moment in the game where you had to make an impact, where you had to come through for your team on third and 18. You caught the ball short, showed soft hands, displayed good awareness, good quickness, and uh, three Buffalo Bills defenders in front of you, and you were still able to get the first down. And I think that play, in a nutshell, is what the Buffalo Bills are, are getting from Duke Johnson, and that is what Duke Johnson is capable of bringing to the Buffalo Bills offense. I'm into that. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Let me get some comments. Let me get some comments. Before I get your grade on Duke Johnson, I want to get some comments from the comment section. Uh, let me see. Comments have been flying flying in, man. Let me um let me That's go good. up a little bit. Oh, yeah. Hey, man, everybody's good. everybody's optimistic about the Buffalo Bills. Everybody. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Vegas yes, sir. sports books right now. Yes, yes. Dilly dilly. Duke Johnson can be can legit line up at receiver and run routes. It's crazy. He's so explosive. Uh, off the line and out the backfield, no linebacker could keep up, and we hope that continues uh, for the Buffalo Bills in the Buffalo Bills uniform, right? We hope it continues. The Lone Wolf says Duke Johnson should be uh, should bring more to the team than Zach Moss, and we're going to get into Zach in a minute. Excellent, uh, excellent statement right there. Uh, got Gage. Gage says Duke was a beast for a few years. Uh, he's pro bowl. He's a pro bowling ball like oh, like Zach ball. Moss. Like bowling like, ball, like he's, a, he's yeah. a wrecking ball. Most I yeah, like, like that. Zach Moss. I like Ooh. it too. I, I like it too. Kenny, Kenny says I love Duke Johnson. I wanted Buffalo to draft him. He's physical, good pass blocking, and good receiver. Uh, I, I like it. I like it. We got some good thoughts. We got some good thoughts on Duke Johnson. Spin, spin says got to cut motor a break, and motor and motor oil makes the ball slippery. It makes the ball slippery at the times. I'm assuming you say he fumbles at times. I think he. I think he. I think he got better last season 
when the, as the season went along in terms of holding on to the football, I think uh, towards the end of the season, Moda was showing that he's more than capable of being a feature back for the Buffalo Bills uh, in that Buffalo Bills offense in, in the run game and in the pass game as well. I'm pretty high on Moda coming into the season. I'm going to take it a step further. If Moda can stay healthy and if Devin Singletary uh, can indeed continue off the pace of last season the last time the buffalo bills had a thousand yard back was 2017 with Lashawn mccoy i think devin singletary especially in the contract year because we know how players are in contract years i think devin singletary can indeed rush for a thousand yards plus for the buffalo bills so we'll see what happens um what you got sauce Honestly, I'm, I would not be surprised uh, if he gets the correct amount of touches and has consistency. I fully believe that Devin Singletary can put up over a thousand yards rushing. I do. Um, I do as well. I do as well. So, Anthony, great, great. This signing of Duke Johnson. Your thoughts? Buffalo showed their hand with JD McKissick. They make up for it with Duke Johnson signing him to a one year, one point two million dollar deal. Great. This signing overall. What you think about it? I gotta say. Honestly, a B because it's a position we needed to address and we tried to do so with JD McKissick and okay, we didn't get him. So we went and got ourselves a player with a similar skill set that is going to be, you know, essential to the type of offense that this Buffalo Bills team plays. So I like mm -hmm. the signing and it's a one year deal cheap. It gives them a chance to prove it. I, that's one thing I really liked about some of these guys that are coming to Buffalo was the one year deals. Mm -hmm. um, it's a chance to obviously get paid more than more most likely elsewhere but if that's if that means being in the pursuit of winning a, a super bowl for this buffalo bills team i'm okay mm -hmm. with that so I, I i definitely say it's probably about a b um and we'll see how it pans out i really am excited to see what he is going to try and do for this team i like it as well i'm gonna go ahead and i'm gonna, I'm gonna mirror you i'm gonna say b as well i, I think it's a a solid overall signing i believe he brings versatility to the Buffalo Bills offense. I believe he adds a different dimension, different skill set to the Buffalo Bills offense. And I think uh, Ken Dorsey can utilize this guy. You could utilize him in the screen game, in bubble screens. You could utilize him as a receiver, line him up at the slot. There's a multitude of things that he can bring to the Buffalo Bills offense at a cost-effective signing. So uh, I'm going to go ahead and, and give this a B signing. Uh, I like it overall. And so, so I want to ask you, before I get into my next question, my, my next scripted question, uh, I want to ask you, Von, Von Biller aside, right? Von Biller aside, <laughs> uh, who is your favorite acquisition from the Buffalo Bills free agency? It's so tough because I've thought, I've thought about this for a moment and, you know, I, I really like the opportunity that OJ Howard is going to have with this Buffalo Bills team, because I yeah. do know what he was coming out of the university of Alabama and mm -hmm. having injuries playing with Tampa Bay. And then when Brady gets there, he's the second tight end versus Rob Gronkowski. So he never had that chance to really be mm -hmm. utilized like, like Rob Gronkowski would be by Tom Brady. So I think mm -hmm. that for the money we signed him to, especially, Okay, so we signed Vaughn Miller, and I get the notification. I'm going nuts. I'm going nuts. I go check my phone. Not even, what, two minutes later, and boom, O.J. Howard. OJ Howard. See, yep. It's just insane. And I think that what he is going to add to this Buffalo Bills team and get a chance to do and mm -hmm. prove is, is going to be huge. So I really love that signing. Um, 
I really thought that Brandon Bean did a phenomenal job. And by the way, too, I was just talking to people at the Big Tree Inn that said that every single free agent signing came through there. Every single one of them was was really thrilled to see the people of Buffalo. And and you can tell it's so different how people are thrilled to be coming here. It's just such a different energy, and I love it. I love being a part of it. Yeah, yeah. Um, let me get some thoughts in the comment section. Who you who is your favorite sign signing? Von Biller aside, who is your favorite signing? I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna say I, I really I, I want to agree and say OJ Howard because I loved him coming out of Alabama. There is a reason why, as a tight end, he was a first-round pick, 19th overall. Tight ends don't usually get picked that high. He got picked that high for a reason. He went out, he tore his Achilles uh, for the for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and we all know, or, or we should know, or in my opinion, I believe, when you're coming off a significant injury, you play better and you play more like yourself the second year from a significant injury as opposed to the first year. Like just like Harrison Phillips last year. I was just going to say Harrison Phillips, exactly. Last year, he came off that knee injury last year. He he didn't look quite like he did the year before, before he hurt his knee. And this year, he played well. He got paid. Uh, I think the same thing is going to happen with Tredavious White, so we have to be patient with him. And I, I think the same thing is going to happen with O.J. Howard. O.J. Howard last year was his first year removed from that torn Achilles, and this is his second year coming over to the Bills while he's set two years removed from a significant injury. So I think he has a real opportunity to flourish as the Buffalo Bills tight end. And when healthy, in my opinion, OJ Howard is every bit just as good as Dawson Knox. So mm-hmm. we're going to, we're definitely going to see what happens there, but uh, I have to go with my man, Dilly Dilly, man. I'm curious to see this Ooh. Tim settle kid. I'm curious to see this 24 yeah. year old. What you got? I, I really like that Tim settle signing. I did. Yeah. I mean, let me be honest, the, the, the Daquan Jones one at first was a head scratcher. At first, because okay. of the money I signed him. I, we, yep. I saw him signed for, and I saw Harrison Phillips get from the Minnesota Vikings. Yep. So, But I saw his film. He's it, it ain't about statistics always. There are times where statistics don't always tell the full story, and that is something Correct. most typically in the case of a defensive tackle. You don't see the stats, except for a guy like Aaron Donald, but that's different. But yes. I like the Tim Settle one, and I think that he's got – so much more upside than Daquan Jones. I almost thought that we should have gave Tim Settle the seven million per year, which I thought was funny. But I really liked the Daquan Jones signings after I I also yep. watched more of the film. Yes, yes, I, yeah, I, I like. See, I like the I like the Daquan Jones signing even more because we got Tim Settle. Mm-hmm. If that makes any sense, I just like the combination and the packages that we could bring out. We all know uh, Leslie Frazier, Sean McDermott, they love to run this rotational package and bring in a wave of guys, even though I don't think they should do that shit as much with Von Miller. Let Von Miller eat. <laughs> let yeah, Von let Miller him be in the, let, let him eat and let him be in the game. But besides him, I like the rotational thing. And and Tim Settle is a guy that was stuck behind a deep Washington, uh, Washington football team defensive line. And he's only 24 years old. That's the thing. So, he yeah. has a op- he's a, he has the opportunity to be a core player within the Bills def- defensive front four. So I think I uh, saw too in thirty three percent of snaps he had five sacks. I mean, yes. for that's a that's a low. That's Jerry Hughes had fifty two percent of snaps and and I think he had the same amount of sacks. You know what I mean? So right. there you go, right there. The upside is definitely there. Yes, man. Yes, man. The efficiency was definitely there. Gates says Roger Saffold. Uh, oh yeah, Bills Mafia. Excellent signing. I should have talked about that too. 
Mm-hmm. Excellent sign. I mean, if you want to talk about it, bro, go ahead. Well, what you feel about I, it? What you I feel know about that it? people were wondering, okay, well, if he's such a solid player, why is he cut? Because of the money that Tennessee saved by doing so. Yeah. He's going to count 10 yeah. mil against the cap. And yes. the best picture that I saw that made me feel the best about the Roger Saffold signing was the picture in the Pro Bowl of Deion Dawkins at left tackle and then mm-hmm. Roger Saffold right next to him at guard. So, I mean, yes. hey, protect my quarterback. That's all I want. That's all yes. I want. Protect our prized possession in Josh Allen, our our quarter of a billion dollar QB. Protect the uh, prized possession. Uh, Kim says Jordan Phillips. You like Jordan Phillips? Okay, I'm not mad at it. I'm not yeah. my, not my not my favorite, but I'm not against it. Uh, Joey Hat says defensive lineman we got from Washington. Tim Settle. Steve says uh, Settle and and OJ Howard. I th- those are my two mm-hmm. favorites as well. Those are my two favorites and Settle. Settle's getting a lot of love, right? Daniel Gari says settle. Dilly Dilly says settle. Uh, Kenny says settle. So uh, a lot of love is is getting uh, is getting for for Tim Settle. Um, mm-hmm. Before we move on to before we get back into into the scripted part of the show, if you're if you're now tuning in, welcome. You are in tune to Billsology with myself, a Rich Akeem Richens. I got Anthony, aka the Sauce God, debuting on Billsology with me. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube, please like, please give this a retweet. If you're watching on Facebook, please give this a share. Please give this a like. And uh, if you're watching on Twitter, please give this a like. Please give this a retweet. Uh, Super Chats get priority, but you already know if you have an interesting comment, interesting statement, you know I'm going to pull it up regardless, right? So uh, I want to move on. I want to move back into the, sh- into the scripted part of the show. And I wanted to ask you, because... We have Motor Singletary going into his contract year, and he played better uh, towards the end of the season and in the playoffs. We signed Duke Johnson to a one-year contract to give that that uh, added dimension as far as a receiving threat out of the backfield. I wanted to know what your thoughts or what your thoughts is on on this uh, young man here. What does the well, Johnson signing mean for Zach Moss? Do you think you have a role in the offense? Let's talk about Zach Moss a little bit. It's tough because Zach Moss is still young and because like I've always, like I said, the problem was never who is playing running back for the Buffalo Bills. It's the fact of how we're using the running backs. You can't Mm. have Devin Singletary come in for one drive, then bring in Matt Breida, who hasn't started in a few games, and then we'll throw Zach Moss in a couple. It just wasn't consistent for any of them. And Mm -hmm. I felt like once we started doing that, once we had consistency with Singletary, our run game was just fine. Everybody's saying that we couldn't run the football, but Zach Moss, let's not forget, was also coming off a season-ending injury against the Indianapolis Colts in the playoffs in 2020. Mm-hmm. Um, so is he the same player, you know, coming in like, like you were just talking about, his first year after injury and mm-hmm. how he's being utilized? I know that Zach Moss is not much of a receiving running back. He's more of a downhill runner. We all know that he, he – he, like Gage was talking about in the comments – about he's a bowling ball, he bounces off of guys. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he's necessarily seen his last season with the Buffalo Bills or if he'll be cut. But I do think the competition has gotten a little bit greater with Duke Johnson coming in and obviously Duke, Duke Johnson getting paid and Zach mm-hmm. Moss only being a rookie, not on that first-round rookie contract like we talked about too. He's a, mm-hmm. um, a third-round pick. Mm-hmm. So I think that he's he's – He's has value, and I've seen times where Zach Moss really looks a lot like like a Marshawn Lynch, but mm-hmm. his his running vision too, I question that a little bit. So we'll see. 
you know, does this young kid figure it out? Does he does he make use of his touches this season? And does he prove that he belongs on this football team? It's entirely up to him. But I'll tell you right now with Duke Johnson, I think that it, it gives me the signal that Zach Moss might not be on the football team after the preseason. And it's it's really interesting with Zach Moss and his and his position. On on one hand, you look at him and he's like, it's like he's only going into his third year. You know, this third year, you have to believe that a young player only going into his third year can indeed can, in fact, get better. Right. And uh, I saw improvements from Devin Singletary from his second to the third year. So why can't the same be done for for Zach Moss? And everybody talks about it's throughout all the sports. Right. Sophomore slumps, some sophomore slumps uh, do indeed exist. And it it, it could have been a steep sophomore slump for Zach Moss. And it's going to be interesting to see how Ken Dorsey utilizes his running backs. Is he going to utilize three running backs or is he going to be more like Brian Dable, Brian move the ball and, and implement two on game day? Because most of the time on game day, the third running back was inactive. And if that's the case, uh, Zach Moss can, can probably be in trouble, but He's definitely going to have himself to prove. He has a lot to prove. We're talking about his rookie year. He averaged 4.3 yards per carry. In his sophomore year, he averaged, I believe, the below the league average. He averaged 3.6 yards per carry, right? So the so his running style, it wasn't beneficial for the Buffalo Bills offense last year. Even his catch rate from his rookie year was at 77%, 78%, down to 71% in his sophomore year. So third year, still a young guy, but... More competition, and it's an uphill battle for Zach Moss, and he definitely he has a lot to prove. I'm not sure if he's going to get cut, being that yeah. he's still in his rookie year and he does yeah. have that cheap contract. But in terms of being inactive on game day, in terms of being like uh, TJ Yeldon or or Matt Breida or, or Trent Murphy, I think those are definitely possibilities for Zach Moss if he doesn't pick his game up. Yeah, and I just wonder too, you know, has, has Zach Moss really found his role in the Buffalo offense because he's a physical down – it's funny you said he's got an uphill battle and he's a downhill kind of runner. Yeah, so yeah. he's he's got a battle ahead of him. But it's like in those situations where you need a power runner, who are you going to go to? You're not going to think of Zach Moss. You're going to 17. 17 mm-hmm. is who I want on fourth and goal or, you know, even first and goal at right there. That's who I want running the football in that instant. Or Devin Singletary too. I mean, so it just – Zach Moss has got to find where he can fit in with this team, and he's got to do so in, soon in order to be active, like you just said. I like it. I like it. Um, let me get some comments. Let me get some comments. My brother in here, Let's Talk Sports. What's going on, bro? How you doing? How you doing? Uh, my boy, DM3, my brother from another mother and father, What's going on, said, David? said the crowd assignment is highly under the radar. Josh now has a yacht guy. I think so, man. I think it was highly underrated. I do think the Buffalo mm-hmm. Bills have a still in this Jamison Crowder, as long as he can stay healthy. It's all about health for Jamison Crowder. Uh, Adam. Adam says, not true. Uh, Moss was running into offensive lines back. He was garbage. <laughs> yeah. That's an that's interesting statement. True. Interesting statement. Inter- interesting statement. DM3, once again. Bean was in on Johnson when he left the Texans. Similar to Sanders, uh, Bean went to the well again. And ah, excellent comment. Excellent comment. Um, let me get some more comments in here before I move on. One more from my brother. 
Motor would be a one k uh, one thousand yard back this season. I definitely I said that earlier, DM three, and I definitely agree. If he gets the touches, everything we're saying. <laughs> if he gets the touches, if he gets the touches, and he's more of a, a workhorse back, uh, I could definitely see that. Joey Hatch, uh, double tight end set save you more blockers, and we will and we will run the ball with our new offensive line coach uh, that was here before. Aaron Cromer, yes, Aaron Cromer was here before. Uh, I believe that's one of the main reasons why Roger Saffold was was definitely recruited for the Buffalo Bills because they have that familiarity, uh, and I think that's an underrated sign. And I was never a fan of of OG Bobby Johnson as an offensive line coach, mm-hmm. so I, I I like the signing of of our coaching staff. I like the sign of Aaron Croman. We're gonna see what happens. Um, so I want to ask you. Antonio Williams is with is with the Giants. I'm not a fan. I wasn't a fan of Antonio Williams. I think Zach Moss is a better version of Antonio Williams. What Everybody think, got real excited because of the Miami game. You know what I mean? He had yeah. when he filled in for those bad too. But <laughs> and that game was very different. The entire Buffalo Bills team was better than in all of Miami that day. So yes. I mean, everybody that I love, I love, I love Bills Mafia. I really do. But when we're sitting here with the Duke Duke Williams stuff and the Antonio Williams, I. I I don't know if he's good enough. He'll get a chance. Is the way I have always looked at it when it comes to talent. I we we might have seen perform on the football field. Yes, and you know what? I have to I have to agree with that a hundred percent. Just everybody that has a good game doesn't mean they're going to be you know the the next guy or this great player. You know, mm-hmm. even in even colleges, all college players have a highlight tape for a reason, but it's not necessarily. Uh, 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 a thing if they don't pan out in the NFL. So Antonio Williams, I wish him well with the with the New York Giants, but uh, personally for me, he won't be missed. Um, I want to move on. <laughs> I want to move on, right? Uh, chicken wing sauce grading system Ooh. once again. Mild, medium, hot, fire. Importance of the Bills uh, running back position being addressed in the NFL draft, mild, medium, hot fire. What you think? It's tough because you know we signed Duke Johnson, and because we have Devin Singletary. I mean, it's not like some something that we're trying to necessarily address at the starting position. But mm-hmm. I do think it's always going to loom over Devin Singletary unless he puts up a thousand yards season this year. If he is really that guy that is going to fill in for this offense, so we're going to look at that position. I would think now, especially after only only signing Duke Johnson and missing out with J.D. McKissick. I think that it's going to be a need where we get it. Again, running backs come in the draft so much that you can find one deeper in the draft. Um, And it's all about what type of running back do you need? And it's all about what's going to fit alongside of the Bills. Do you want somebody that can really run downhill, but maybe more effectively than Zach Moss? Is that the type of guy that you're trying to replace? Maybe that's that's kind of the game that the Bills intend to play, but I definitely see them needing a running back in the first four rounds. Mm, first four rounds. Well, maybe five. Maybe five. It depends. Okay. I could also see us. You never know. We could also make a couple trades and add a couple fourth round picks. Maybe you know what I mean. I still yep. possibility we even trade back in the first round. There is. Hey, anything, anything is possible. So overall, mild, medium, how to fire. I gotta say it's hot. I gotta say it's Woo. hot. I mean. I want, I want guys that are going to come in and compete, and I want Devin Singletary to be able to prove um, that this is his job. But I also want the guys like Zach Moss and Duke Johnson, I want them to also work hard for that position too because it's 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 essential to 
making the passing game that much easier for Josh Allen, as we've seen. And and you know what? Yo, by the way, you're killing it, bro. Excellent take, excellent synopsis. You got hot in terms of uh importance of need in the running back for the running back position for the Bills. So I have to ask you this. Forget about the obvious for a second, because the obvious is the Buffalo Bills have to address the cornerback situation. So that's the obvious, right? Mm-hmm. Let's let's take that out of our heads for a minute. And I want to get your thoughts on the running back position overall. Do you are you one of those guys? Would you draft a running back in the first round of the NFL draft? Okay, it it a hundred percent depends on who I'm drafting. I mean, for instance, mm-hmm. when they said that we're gonna draft Travis Etienne, that wasn't my pick. Najee Harris is different because of how good he really is and how effective. Look at how he he performed this season with a depleted Pittsburgh Steelers offensive line and and Ben Roethlisberger playing weak at quarterback. That's a different caliber running back. Adrian Peterson, Ezekiel Elliott at the first part of his career. Those guys were top three guys right at the start. Saquon Barkley, too, before getting hurt. That's a different caliber of running back, but I don't know if there's anybody right now in this draft that I would even consider doing that, especially Mm. with what Mm. we also, what we do need. I, I always understand the take that you want to draft the best position available. And sometimes that is the running back position. Sure. But the league is not a running back game anymore. It's just, it's not the days of, of Walter Payton and and Jim Brown. Mm. It's just not those days. It's a much different, era that's why guys like christian mccaffrey went in the first round i mean derrick henry that's a that's a universal running back right there generational talent that you'll never see that's a different story but not me i could not take a take a for that was i was actually very glad last year when we went with Roussel in the first round versus going with etn if if Najee was there though i kind of wanted that to be the pick i'm not gonna lie okay hey i'm not i'm not mad at it at all in terms of drafting a running back in the first round i'm not for it Right. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking if, if you're going to draft a running back the first round, you better you better legitimately not have any holes mm-hmm. like any holes uh, within your football team. And then if you want to go after that luxury pick in terms of having a running back that you think that can probably put you put you over the top or make your offense more dynamic or more dangerous or more explosive, then mm-hmm. by all means, by, by all means. But uh, I'm just I just think that. It's so much stuff that goes into the running back position. If you have a good offensive line, you can find running backs later on that can be productive behind that good offensive line. Yes. So I, I it's just it's just a touchy situation for me. I know there's some guys that wouldn't mind taking a running back. I know I know Brees Hall, the running back from Ohio State, is getting a lot of love this year. I know Kenneth Walker, I believe his name is from Michigan State, is getting a lot of love this year. But my opinion, I would not. I would not draft a running back in the first round. Maybe, maybe the third round, may, maybe the second round, maybe mm-hmm. the second round. But second round is where I would a hundred percent. That's where I would start looking. That's where I believe John or Jonathan Taylor was a first round pick too, right? I think Jonathan Taylor was actually a. I think he was a second round pick. I think he was a second. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I think he was a second yeah. round pick. I mean, he, boom, he's boom, worth boom, that. Boom. He's worth that, man. All he's day. worth that. He's worth that. His skill set. DeAndre Swift was also a second round pick too, if I'm not mistaken. I believe so. I believe there so. You go. And those and those type of running backs, I would jump on in the second round, especially if you don't have yes. uh, as much holes. But first round is 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 a little touchy for me. Uh, as mm-hmm. far as as far as 
importance, medium, uh, mild, medium, hot, and fire. I'm going to go medium. I'm going to okay. go medium for the Buffalo Bills addressing the running back position. I do think it's a need. I do think it should be addressed at some point in the draft, but I'm like you. I'm thinking first five rounds. I'm thinking fourth, fifth round in the draft. The Buffalo Bills can probably take a uh, take a fly on a running back. We do have Devin Singletary that's going into his last year. Uh, Zach Moss mm-hmm. hasn't been impressive. Duke Johnson is on a one-year deal, and he's a, a specific type of back. So the Buffalo Bills should definitely look forward to uh, addressing the running back position so they can have one groomed and ready for the the, the near future because – there, there, there's going to, there's going to be a need for running backs sooner rather than later. So while I don't have it as hot as El Fire, I do have it as medium, and I do think it should be addressed around rounds uh, four and five. So that's because that's, that's also, my take. You also wonder what kind of money Devin Singletary, what what kind of money he's going to expect, and what kind of money he is going to get paid. You know what I mean? And versus mm-hmm. what his production is, you really wonder. I mean, is he willing to say, "Hey, I love my role in this offense. I don't think I've." earn top running back money just give me you know whatever then at that rate fine but you don't want to start paying 20 million dollars a year for a running back um you know what i mean so that's that's the way i look at it nice nice spin spin scott spin got mild on running back spin got mild on running back bills mafia got mild on running back joey hatch got hot you see it's, it's funny that we have these all these different people with different personalities have different takes from mild to hot so uh, very interesting perspectives. Lone Wolf got mild. Uh, Steve says, don't get me excited about the second tier replacement level, <laughs> second tier re- replacement level players. That's funny. That's funny, Steve. Um, us, man. Uh, Steve says running backs can be found in a fifth and, re- and beyond super mild. I think so. I think I think running backs can definitely be found uh, uh, in the fifth round. Kenny says, Kenny says mild. Um, let me get one more in here before I move on. Oh yeah, oh yeah, Adam. Corner, corner is now since Adam oh. brought this. Since Adam brought this up, right? Uh, I, I want to talk about it a little bit before we move on to our, our next scripted topic, which will be the offensive line. Uh, he says corner. Adam says corner. Uh, obvious, obvious need for the Buffalo Bills is the cornerback position, right? But what are your thoughts about the Buffalo Bills taking not one cornerback but two cornerbacks, doubling up in the NFL draft? in the cornerback position, just like they did last year with the defensive end position. What are your thoughts? Well, I mean, we did, like you just said, we did so with the defensive end position last uh, last draft. We did so mm-hmm. with Greg Roussel and then Carlos Bisham in the second round. And mm-hmm. by the way, I wanted Bisham in the first round. So, hey, hands off to McDermott. I get him in the second. But, mm-hmm. yeah, it's very possible because Sean McDermott definitely likes to have a set of defensive backs. He likes to have depth at that position too. Let's, you know – Levi Wallace was was very good in this defensive scheme because, sure, playing alongside Tredavious White, but even in Tredavious White's absence, Levi mm-hmm. Wallace stepped up quite a bit. Also, so did you know Taron Johnson and our safeties and Dane Jackson, sure. But I see it as a possibility because if you don't go with possibly two defensive backs, maybe not in the first two rounds, but maybe the first three, mm-hmm. then you must have a good amount of confidence in Dane Jackson. And mm-hmm. At times, yeah, he's performed, still young, still inconsistent, but he definitely has the best people around him for leadership. I mean, what what better could uh, what better could you ask for than play with a guy like Tre'Davious White, who, with a torn ACL, still will come in and help guys, even when he can't even contribute with playing. So, 
I think the defensive back is just the position that if we can get that in the draft, getting a top-tier defensive back to play alongside Tredavious White on a rookie contract for a potential four or five years in the first round would mm-hmm. be insane for this team's mm-hmm. longevity, especially, mm-hmm. I mean, you might not be able to pay him, but it is so important. And the the, the loss of Levi Wallace really makes it a, a big need. And there's nobody you can really go out there and sign that I think is worth the money they're going to want right now. We're not going to get Stefan Gilmore. So mm-hmm. first three rounds, I definitely see it being very, very possible that we take defensive backs. Do you know what? I, I'm, I'm going to have to, you know, I'm going to have to agree. I'm going to have to agree because Trey White, significant injury. Dane Jackson, listen, I, I really like Dane Jackson. I like his tenacity. I like his physicality. He's going to put his nose in the business and run support. I like all that. Uh, at the same time, he was drafted in the seventh round. He was drafted in the seventh round for a reason. There's no disrespect, but it, I got to call a spade a spade. Um, we struggled with speed. We struggled with speed. It was it was definitely on display against the Kansas City Chiefs. I love Jordan Poyer and Micah Hyde. I believe the their greatest asset as far as being the best safety tandem in the NFL is their IQ. I mm-hmm. think their IQ, they're instinctive and all those plays are role in terms of why they're as good uh, as they are. At the same time, they're not incredibly fast. They're about four six guys, four four six forty guys. Dane Jackson is also a four six forty guy. Uh, uh, Trey White is hurt. Our four four, our one four four guy is hurt. Teron Johnson's a slot cornerback. Uh, beyond those guys, Dane Jackson, Cam Phillips. I don't know if Cyron Neal is a safety or a corner or is a slot corner. I don't know what the hell he is. I know he's a hell of a special teams player, right? Very so, good special teams player. Very good. Very good. So right now I'm thinking cornerback in the first round and possibly cornerback in the second round as well. I'm, I'm, I'm definitely thinking two cornerbacks within the first three rounds. And I might, I might want to throw in an offensive line, offensive line, interior offensive line guy somewhere in between, but Cornerback position, in my opinion, definitely should be addressed and definitely should be uh, deeply addressed in terms of doubling up in the first two to four rounds for the cornerback position for the Buffalo Bills because we see what the Miami Dolphins just did, right? They have mm-hmm. uh, they have Waddle. They have Tyreek Hill. They signed Cedric Wilson from Dallas. They still got Devontae Parker. They have a lot of assets on the offensive side of the ball, even if they only have average at best tour. Right. But the Buffalo Bills are still going to need depth pieces, quality depth pieces to keep up with those type of athletic athletic freaks they have on the offensive side of the ball. So I definitely would double up at the cornerback position in the NFL draft. I could see that very much. Good take there. Nice, nice. Fire. I like it. I like it. Kenneth. Kenneth says, yes, please. Yes, please. Lone Wolf says cornerback and guards cornerback and guards i definitely agree with the guard as well definitely agree with the guard spin says levi was smart high iq uh knew where he needed to be i agree as well i agree as well he didn't know where he needs to be and i'm surprised a little bit mildly surprised that being the being that he got that that cheap contract i'm surprised that the buffalo bills didn't entertain bringing a Levi Wallace back because they them bringing these all these guys to Buffalo makes me know that if they wanted Levi, they could have brought him back for that contract. So they must have wanted to go a completely different direction from Levi Wallace. And I think that's very interesting as well. So 
Um, but the funny thing is that, you know, at least Brandon Bean didn't do what the Washington general manager did and then ultimately go and pursue him after all, oh, we could afford that. Let's go get him. Let's go offer him a contract, which you're not supposed to do. That's what Brandon Bean right. said. Right, right, man. Right. You got to have some dignity in what you're doing. Um, but it was tough to see him walk, dude. It was for that kind it of was. money. And for that kind of money, it was definitely it was definitely tough to see him go. Um, Let's move on. Let's move on. A uh, couple more topics remaining. Uh, once again, A. Rich, Akeem Richens. I got Anthony in the building, a.k.a. Sauce God. Great uh, stuff so far, by the way, man. Love it. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Excellent job thus far. Excellent job thus far. Uh, let's get into... Let's get into the offensive line. Let me take this banner down. See if I can take this banner down right quick. Uh, let's get into the offensive line, right? Um, now, start an offensive line from uh from left to right. Uh, we have Deion Dawkins, left tackle, Roger Saffold, left guard, Mitch Morse at center, uh, Cody Ford at right guard, and Spencer Brown at right tackle. So being the names that you just heard, I, I just I just want to ask, I have to ask, how concerned are you with the Bills offensive line, especially if Ryan Rick Bates does not return to the Buffalo Bills? Do you have any concerns whatsoever with the Bills offensive line or you or you're not worried about it? What's your I want to get your thoughts on the old line. What do you what do you feel? How do you feel about it? Well, I wouldn't say concerned, but more so it's definitely going to be a position that we're going to have to yet again address in the upcoming draft. And I like that you said, by the way, with the two defensive backs, you you could see an offensive lineman to go alongside of that for three you know, for the first three picks. Mm-hmm. I think that it's something we're going to have to address, but I like the Roger Saffold signing. I didn't think that John Feliciano was all that great. I get it that he has the whole ride for Bill's mafia mentality, but like everybody does. At this rate, that doesn't that doesn't give you a job <laughs> here just because you know you put your hands up once in a while while you're getting called for a holding penalty right. or or penalties that that beat us. You know when we beat ourselves, I, I can't stand that. And John Feliciano contributed to that. So mm-hmm. Daryl Williams, I wonder maybe was was his lack of play due to sliding around on the offensive line so much with COVID and everything else that happened. Sure, mm-hmm. but. I like the Saffold signing, and I, I do think that we have to – I think that we definitely need to try and match for Ryan Bates. I mean, it's just – I think that he could definitely do very well on the mm-hmm. offensive line, especially given a more solid role. Um, mm-hmm. But you know what? We got Spencer uh, Spencer Brown last year. What was it, the fourth round, I believe? Th- third round. Third round. The Spencer third Brown. round. Okay, so, yes, I mean, that's that's a steal, first of all, for, for a potential franchise-type tackle. Mm-hmm. Um but that's going to be a position that we have to, again, address, whether it's one pick or two picks or another uh, three. I'm not sure, but I definitely could see two picks coming from it. Um, but like I said, it's not more of an issue of being concerned, more so of it's something we definitely have to still address. But this is one of the best off seasons I think, that I have felt about this team because of, mm. I don't feel like there's too much that we need to address for once. Mm, mm. and you know what i like it i don't think as far as i mean besides the obvious you know yeah. I, I don't think i don't think it's too much the buffalo bills do not have many holes on this team but they do have a little a, a, a little bit of holes a little bit and i like the offensive line for the most part and i have to say this one name that just concerns me and first of all i don't know 
I don't even know why Rick Bates is even on this tour. The Buffalo Bills should have been had him wrapped up. They should have been signed to an extension. And we shouldn't even have to worry about, in my opinion, if Ryan Bates is going to come back or not. So I think that's mm -hmm. interesting. But I can't get mad at Bean because he was he was busy handling other signings and getting big impact players. So I'm going to give him a pass for that. But uh, Cody Ford bothers me. <laughs> Cody yeah. Ford. Cody Ford in this starting lineup thus far, especially if Ryan Bates don't come back, definitely bothers me. We're talking about a guy that has uh, given up 13 penalties in nine and nine sacks, nine or 10 sacks and limited play in three years. I don't even think he played in his second year. Right. So yeah, he was, yeah, he was hurt. Oh, he was hurt. Awful. And so so he's just in my opinion, Cody Ford is just I've. And I hate to say it, but I've totally given up on Cody Ford. I don't think he's the guy. I think once his contract, once his contract is up, he's going to move on. Even I don't even think he's safe this year in training camp. But right now, he's he's entrenched in the starting lineup, and and that's concerning to me. Uh, we have to protect our prized possession. Josh Allen is our prized possession. We cannot take that for granted. The reason why we signed Mitchell Trubisky last year was because. Number one, we got him on a cheap deal, and he's the solid steel. player. And, and still, and number two, uh, Josh Allen does play with a, with a reckless abandon at times. He does put his body in harm's way. Now, he may look immortal at times, but the reality is he is a human being. And Are you uh, sure about he, that? I, I, I just I, I, don't know I, if that's true. Yeah, I, I question that myself. <laughs> but I think— Well, I remember said he became a creature, so I'm just saying— <laughs> I think he's still a human being, right? I'm going to I'm going to assume that. And I'm a, since I'm assuming that he's a human being, I don't want to take I don't think we should we should just flat out take advantage of all he all his gifts. I don't think we should just go out and put him in harm's way because he have these immortal abilities. So Cody Ford definitely concerns me and we have to rectify that position. That right there, if I'm talking about in terms of sauce grade that right there, and up, upgrading the guard position, in my mm -hmm. opinion, is is fire. I like everybody else. Greg Mance, I like the signing. He's a he's a career backup though, so he's going to add depth and versatility to the Buffalo Bills backup offensive line if somebody gets hurt. But this interior offensive line, right guard position specifically, where Cody Ford is man at the helm right now, it is fire, fire, mm -hmm. fire, and it, it it has to be addressed. Let me get let me get some comments in here. What do you think? Whatever what does everybody think about the offensive line? Offensive line. Do you think that uh give me a sauce grade off uh people in the comment section, my people? Give me a sauce grade. Interior offensive line, mild, medium, hot, fire. And I I don't even know if an acceptable answer is anything below hot at this point. Because if Cody Ford is the starting right guard, then there's 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 some problems. There's definitely some problems. Walter. <laughs> No way Beans roll into the season with, with no veteran depth at cornerback. There's there's a lot of time between now and the draft. We're gonna see. We're gonna definitely gonna see. Um let me get some let me get some let me get some thoughts. Daniel says if they lose Bates, I am very concerned. I'm very concerned as well. I'm very I I, I think the Buffalo Bills needed to address the position even if Bates was on the team. Oh yeah, let alone let alone let alone if he's not on the team, that's just a whole different. That's just a whole different problem right there. Regardless Joey Hatch, if he's there or not. Yes. Joey Hatch says Cody Ford, Ford needs to go somewhere. He sucks. I, 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 hate to, I, I hate to disagree there. I have to agree. <laughs> um, 
Lone Wolf, if we pick a wide receiver in the first round, which I don't think we will, if a if a top cornerback is available, Diggs gets traded after next season. Whoa, that's a hot take. That is a hot take. I'm not sure. We uh, that that may be a discussion for another day. So I'm gonna go ahead uh and and, and skip that one. Bills Mafia says, My concerns are indeed with Cody Ford. Yes, Cody Ford. Spin says tackles just. Just need another tackle to compete with Doyle for the swing tackle. Tommy, yep, Tommy Doyle uh, is our is our backup tackle. Mister Diggs says offensive guard center is fire is a fire dipping sauce. Offensive Amen guard center. Sauce. Amen to that. Amen to that, man. Uh, I like Mitch Morse. I don't know if Mitch Morse is definitely ne- is necessarily fire. I like Mitch Morse, but you never know what can happen. Um, let's get. Let's get the boy. Let's get the boy Steve in here. Steve says guards can be found in the third round and beyond. We should take a guard and another swing offensive line player for depth. I like it. I like it. Calvin Ashley says Ford will have a comeback year with Chroma. Oh, that's a hot take. I hope you're right. I hope you're right. And he I mean, if everybody he's right, wrong. if he's right, please, Calvin Ashley, please. I hope. <laughs> I hope they're right. Cody yeah. Ford hopes very much too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Bills Mafia says, I don't know why Mr. Bean haven't got rid of Ford. Rookie contract, rookie contract. Uh, Mr. Diggs says, Ford is the new heart, is the new heart. Let me get, let me get one more comment in here. Let me see before I move on. Let's get Ruin in here. By the way, everybody in the comments too has been awesome. Yeah, man. Really everybody engaged. I love that, man. That gives me, gives me nothing but hype. Yeah, definitely, man. Definitely, man. Uh, oh, Joey Hat says, Fire. Yeah, Jeff, uh, Joey Hat says, Fire in terms of. Offensive line uh, upgrade, offensive line. He says fire as well. Let me get my boy Thomas Cook in here. Says Thomas Cook says hot. What's going on, Thomas? How you doing, bro? Uh, let me see if I need more. Calvin asked, "You got mild, mild? Whoa, you are. Uh, you have a lot of confidence in Cody. Well, yeah. If you think Cody, if you think Cody Ford is going to have that comeback, then yeah, I understand it. I get it. Calvin's talking it. like 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 Cody Ford's about to play both tackle and guard just by himself. Yo, I need Cody, one guy on that side of the line. Cody oh, Ford boy. is going back to his Oklahoma days, huh? You we'll know, see. he had he did have some signs too in that rookie season that he might be okay. But yeah, he did. Since injury and everything else, no, it, it just hasn't shown up. Yeah, yeah, slowly, slowly roll. Yeah, it's, yeah, Stephon Diggs. In my opinion, he should be he should retire with the Buffalo Bills. Um, that's that's how I feel about Stephon yeah, Diggs. I, want I know a it's a business contract for him if, if that's the case. You know, what I mean? <laughs> you, know uh, you know, so Stephon Diggs, man, he's he's been a baller ever since he's come to Buffalo. So uh we spoke about the offensive line. Um, let me get let me get this final topic out. Let me get this final topic here before we get out of here. Uh, first of all, Anthony, aka Sauce God, this is Bill's Allergy, has been amazing thus far. This has been an amazing show. Great content, great informational feedback from uh, Anthony himself and everybody in his in the comment section. So I appreciate everybody for tuning in to Bill's Allergy. Uh, I want to get everybody's take on this last topic, on this last question, so to speak. And real simple question. Top three needs, top three positional needs for the Buffalo Bills heading into the draft. You could do from least important to most important, or you could just do your top three, uh, whatever whatever direction you want to take it. Sauce God, what are your top three needs for the Buffalo Bills, if you think they even have three needs uh, heading into the draft? Well, 
to be honest, I thought about this before we made all of the free agent signings, and, and my biggest need at first was going to be defensive tackle. That need mm. is no longer on that list. That need has been Correct. 100% fulfilled. You don't have to address it anymore for at this point in time. But defensive back, number one, I would say defensive back two, but I'm going to tell you right now, number two, we need to go offensive line as well. Mm. And the third most important position to me, it's either – it's going to kind of maybe surprise you. you want, you're probably thinking receiver, but I'm actually looking at the linebacker position. Ooh. I don't know what Tremaine Edmonds' future looks like in Buffalo, the kind of money Ooh. he might potentially want. And sure, yeah, we've we've reworked the deals for Matt Milano, but I, I can't help but every time I watch that Kansas City ending, and, and it's tough, I, I, I've had to to see what, what really went wrong. What was Matt Milano doing so far away from him? So there's there's guys that I see in the draft that could really be good in pass coverage at the linebacker position. Mm, but I like it. We we also like cut it. AJ Klein. Who else do we at the moment really have coming in to help fill that linebacker position? Mm. And that's 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 why I think it's a potential maybe maybe not high in the draft, but uh, it depends. I think it's a position there. But if I wasn't gonna say that, I would definitely say receiver. That that cracks me just outside the top three. You know what? I like I like that a lot, man. I like that. That's that's a, a a curveball, right? Because linebacker is thought of thought of to be solidified when you have a Tremaine Edmonds, when you have a Matt Milano. But mm-hmm. again, we don't know we don't know what the future holds with Tremaine Edmonds. Uh, there's a lot of people that's a little skeptic on him. So half if you either like him or you don't. I haven't seen too many in betweens. With Tremaine Edmonds, people think he's good, or people think he's he's less to be desired. So I think he's just incredibly inconsistent. And I mean, we all knew when he was coming into the league that he was a physical specimen, but he wasn't mm-hmm. he wasn't necessarily the highest IQ player because he's still developing. But mm-hmm. has he has he shown me at times he can? Yeah, he hits hard, sure, but his pursuit and sometimes his instinct, I'm just not sure yet. But he's still at the moment, he still has time. So. So right now, if, if if you was if you was to re-sign a Tremaine Edmonds, how what what would be like your limit, right, in terms of assigning him? For example, um, Darius Leonard from the Colts, he got almost uh, five years, almost a hundred million dollars. Uh, Fred Warner got about the same, almost a hundred million dollars. Do you mm-hmm. think Tremaine Edmonds is worth that? I don't think so. <laughs> no. I, mean, I don't think Tremaine Edmonds is worth that. But when you talk you, about Darius Leonard, right there, that's a different, way different caliber player of right. I mean, just what he actually does on the football field mm-hmm. and his production. So I mean, five years, and you said how much he's making? A hundred? Darius Leonard's making a hundred. <sighs> or, or close to a hundred. Him can't even get anywhere near that. No. <laughs> <laughs> nowhere would, near nowhere I'd say near. maybe 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 12 mil at the most per year yeah, yeah. at most i yeah. mean and i think that that's even that's Steve. being generous mm-hmm. yep. you know what i, was, I mean i was Don't thinking call it a hometown discount that's 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 us doing you a favor you know what i mean <laughs> shit yeah man I, I like it i was saying 13 i was like shit four years 52 million dollars that's a lot of money and that's the most I would go at this point for, for Tremaine Edmonds. Because but he's going to have to really play well this year, and he's going to have to be more, more useful in the run game. It, it just it's, – it's such a big reason why our defense, I think, at times diminishes because we can't stop the run with our linebackers. Right, right, We need man, pursuit. Man. 
Yeah, I like it. So I'm not, I, hey man, I'm not mad. I'm not mad at that, uh, the, at the linebacker being uh, one of your three draft needs at all. I'm going to go ahead and say, I think mine is, is, is a little bit more obvious. I think cornerback is everybody's position of need. I think offensive, interior offensive line is also everybody's position of need. And I'm going to mm-hmm. go receive, I'm going to go receiver, man. I think the Buffalo Bills should definitely try to address the receiver position at some point in this, in this draft, you know? Um, the more toys for Josh Allen, the better, right? We mm-hmm. see the you see the Kansas City Chiefs. They just had a lot of athletic specimen for for Patrick Mahomes when he had to even to go with Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey. You add a Nicole Hardman who ran a four three and a Pringle and uh, uh, Dem- Demarcus Robinson, and you had Jared McKinnon out the backfield with Daryl Williams and C E H Clyde Edwards Hilaire. They just had. A litany of of different players and athletes, and I think the Buffalo Bills should attempt to do the same thing around their stars, around Stephon mm-hmm. Diggs. Uh, just get as much toys and as much options for Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills as possible. You want to make it a headache for opposing defenses and defensive coordinators uh, headed into the game, uh, heading into the week. So uh, those are my top three positions of needs: cornerback, interior offensive line, and wide receiver. I wanted to put running back in there. I think running back is is, is a need at some point, but passing league, I'm going to go receiver before running back. Um, let me get some thoughts. Who's y'all three positions of needs? Three positions of needs for the Buffalo Bills headed into the draft. Let me start with Spin. Spin says cornerback, guard, and punter. You really, you really don't like Mac Hack. <laughs> Yo. You really don't like uh, Mac Hack. There's the goat, dude. Oh. Sixth, seventh round, I think, bro. As long as we get a partner that just goes that way, not that way or that way, that way. I'm that good. way, yeah. That's it. That's it, man. You really don't like Mac Hat. I ain't mad at you, Spin. I ain't mad at you. Um, cornerback interior, <laughs> interior offensive line receiver. Cornerback interior offensive line receiver. Bills Mafia says they we still need a defensive tackle. That's interesting. Ooh. That's Jordan interesting. Davis is there in the first round. I'll take him. Jordan Davis, yeah, man. That, that was my hard fit. to say no. Yeah, that, that was my favorite coming in. I was a big, big Jordan Davis fan up to the free agency, man. And it would be still hard to ignore. I can't even lie. That would be interesting if he's on the board. I don't think he makes it to 25. Though. I don't think he makes it to 25. Let's, let's hope not. Don't even put us in that position. Yeah. Lone Wolf says cornerback, offensive line, receiver. Uh, Timothy says cornerback, running back, receiver. I'm not mad at it. Get some offensive okay. weapons. Those in there for knows, man. They know what this team needs. They yeah, know. I like it. Walter says, cornerback, wide receiver, and guard. Let me see if I can get some more. A couple more in here before we get out of here. Kenny, cornerback, guard, center. Morse is one concussion away from being out uh, for a long time with his concussion history. I, I, I like I like you being proactive there. and wh- That reminds me of the safety position. I kind of want to go safety as well because we have yeah. two, two safeties over the age of 30. So it's like, let's get a safety in here. Not a Jaquan Johnson. I like Demar Hamlin, but let's get a safety in here and see if we can groom him so he can be ready. So I'm not mad at that if you, if you think Mitch Morse is one question away. Sophia got punter as well. Cornerback, punter, O-line, receiver. Okay. Um, Jason, cornerback, cornerback, guard. He's like, yo, get some corners in here. Get some cornerbacks in here quickly. Lone Wolf says, punter can be found day three or undrafted free agency. There are still free agent punters available, so uh, so no worries. I definitely agree with that. Two more, two more. Uh, 
Joshua says, why can't we trade Edmonds for a third-round pick and sign Bobby Wagner? That's – oof. Uh, interesting. It ain't that easy. I mean – Yeah, yeah. How much money does Bobby Wagner want? Wants, yep. And that's that's what it comes down to. I mean, yeah. it's not an issue if he, if he can play. It's a matter of – Money. Not everybody wants to take one year, three million dollar deals to come and play for a team. That's just I wish it was that way, but it isn't. Right, right. I gotta agree there. BJ says that is generous. I was thinking 10 million a year, maybe 11, stretching only if due his lack of in- instincts and reaction time. He has to see then react, slows him down. Uh talk about your main Edmonds. Hey man, I really like that. I like that. 10 yeah. million, 10 million. We're pretty close, all of us, I would say, on on yeah. the uh what would we give him? Yeah. I like that. I don't, I, Jermaine, like that. I don't think Jermaine likes that. So, yeah, I don't know neither. We we definitely gonna find out sooner rather than later. Hey, Joshua, prove me wrong. That's what I'd say. Yes, fast wide receiver, cornerback, and running back. Fast wide receiver. I like the specifics on that. Okay. Um, one more. Daniel Gary is to end it off. Uh, offensive guard, cornerback, and wide receiver is his top three needs. So, um. Ladies and gentlemen, you have been in tune to Billsology. I'm A. Rich, Akeem Richens. You know my saying. If you don't know me, please get to know me. I have Anthony Sauce God in the building. It was a great show for your debut, bro. This was informative. It was insightful. Uh, I think the people in the comment section was involved throughout the show. I think they was entertained. Um, exciting show, man. Great job, man. And uh, give, me some, give us some last-minute thoughts Anything else you want to say before we get out of here? First off, man, I want to thank both you and Dave for, you know, mm-hmm. approaching me to come on. And honestly, you guys know how I feel. I, I'm more passionate about the Buffalo Bills than I probably am about anything in life. So first off, uh, thank you guys. Um, everybody that all my friends that tuned in from the game book, of course, and some of my family members and some of the Bills Mafia that followed over from Twitter. I appreciate you guys very much. Listen, man, I just love this Buffalo Bills team. I want to see them win a Super Bowl. And I honestly think that we have a team that we can do so. But some people don't know, necessarily understand the things that we need to make it happen. And that's what guys like me and Akeem are here for, to make it uh, more knowledgeable for people like uh, you guys out there watching, but as well as to make it entertaining as well. I mean, tonight was actually a lot of fun. So I appreciate you guys very much. And I look forward to more in the future. Most definitely, man. Entertaining show, fun show. Um, I had fun, man. I had fun. Me and, me and Anthony, we just met about 20 minutes prior uh, face-to-face prior before the show, man. And it was, the energy was, it was real. It was authentic. There wasn't really much hiccups. It seemed as if we, we've we done shows together in the past. And that's what I like. That's what you look for, man. You look for that. You look for something genuine, something authentic. And two guys that have a pretty good grasp on the game that could come on and 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 feed information to the masses as far as take in in the information from the masses. So, uh, you know, I think too, was- I like that I get a chance to learn a different insight from not only not only yourself, but to but the fans, too. You know what I mean? Yes. Sometimes I start to look at things a little bit differently. So it's this is this was an incredible experience, honestly. Yeah, man. Incredible experience. Incredible show. Uh, everybody in the comment section, we appreciate y'all. Uh, tune in next week. Billsology, same time, same place, 9.30 p.m. Eastern time from A. Rich, Akeem Richens, from Anthony, the source god. Uh, until next time, and like I always say, go Bills.